hold on. That's not right. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Podcast Room 303. This is actually episode 95. I'm your host, Jermaine Colon Mendez. This is my co-host, Nicholas Morahan. And as always with us, we have Intern E. And I always say, as always, even though he's not always with us. But, you know, <laughs> that's just how it goes. So uh, how are you doing this evening, Nick? I'll bang my fucking hand on that mess with that stool. <laughs> really hurts. So not well. Not tried well. To, tried to fix the stool with my hand and <laughs> didn't do so good. That's why we built hammers. What? So we created hammers. What? Fifteen thousand years ago? Hundred thousand years ago? What if only we, we had, hammers? If only we had opposable thumb, thumbs. If, yeah. If only we had opposable thumb thumbs, huh? <laughs> Bro, if we did, oh, there'd be no God. fat people. God, we are off. We are off to a, just a roaring start here in episode 95. All right, let's get back on track. How are you doing this evening, Eric, since we never got to you? <laughs> well, I was doing good to the Sixers game, but it is what it is. Yeah, um, they are, called the superstar foul for John Morant and then said, go fuck yourself, Seth Curry. You ain't Steph. So it is what it is. But as always, ladies and gentlemen, we have a very good show for you, I promise, despite this rousing introduction to the squad. <laughs> We're set to cover. Uh, we've pivoted remakes to next week, so that way we don't do two super similar topics back-to-back. We're actually going to do top five comedies, which is an impossible list to make. So good luck, those of you listening at home. We're going to go ahead and get into a little bit of the headlines that have been coming out from NFL teams not named the Bengals or Rams. Then we'll get into the AFC-NFC Championship. We will talk about the NBA All-Star starters being revealed. And we're going to kick it off with this. Nick, go ahead. What am I talking? I, I thought I didn't have first pick. Or, or are you giving me my my moment to talk? This is about? your moment. We're gonna get your moment out of the way so you can focus on the rest of the podcast afterwards. All right. So for those of you who haven't been living under a rock, uh, the basically, if you were to rank the top five terrorist organizations in the world, you would say Hezbollah, Al Qaeda, ISIS. Uh, the IRA maybe, and then hold on, no, hold on. and then number five would be the Baseball Writers Association of America. They got together for their annual cross—I mean, sorry—annual Hall of Fame voting uh, ceremony, and uh, decided to vote one person into the Hall of Fame this year. That one person uh, being David Ortiz. He got seventy-seven percent of the vote. Uh, if you would give me a second here, I'll pull up the actual stats that matter. Or Eric can pull them up. I think I have them right here, though. I do have them right here. Um, so David Ortiz in his first year in the ballot, 77% of the vote. Barry Bonds, 66% of the vote. Roger Clemens, uh, 65% of the vote. Scott Rowland, 63%. Kurt Schilling, 58%. Todd Helton, uh, 52%. That's, that kind of and then goes on from there. Uh, Bonds, Clemens, and Schilling. Uh, also, Sammy Sosa is, is off the ballot, and then a bunch of people who got less than five percent uh, are off the ballot. Um, Wait, Todd Helton, how many more years does he have? 
Uh, this you get ten years on the ballot. This was Helton's fourth year on the ballot, fifty-two percent. Oh, he's looking good then. Oh yeah, he was. He had forty-two percent last year, I believe. Yeah, he's looking good. Usually, if you're, you want to be fifty percent by year five. How? Okay, right. hold on. I, I believe David Ortiz should be in the Hall of Fame, but seventy-seven percent in his first year. Seventy-seven percent his first year. This was a vote based on him, the person, his likability, and he got shot. So that's why they gave it to him. This give the stats. I guarantee you that backs me up. He should have been on the ballot for a few years before he got in. So some stats for David Ortiz. He played from 1997 to 2016 with two teams, Minnesota and Boston. Uh, he was a 10-time All-Star, three-time World Series champ, seven-time Silver Slugger, a World Series MVP, and an ALCS MVP. Um, he's tied with Manny Ramirez for most go-ahead hits in the postseason. He has most uh, career home runs by a primarily DH. He's tied for all eighth all-time in extra base hits, and he's tied with Carlos Correa, interestingly enough, for most walk-off hits in the postseason. I didn't know Carlos Correa was that good. Uh, his... Wins above replacement, 55.3 is better than only 36% of Hall of Famers. Uh, <laughs> let me let me let me pull him up here on the on the player page of, of baseball reference. So in his career, 286 hitter. It's not very that's not that's not good. Or that, sorry, that's not very bad. That's pretty good. 286. Uh, 2400, a, a little bit over 2400 hits, 542 home runs. Uh, over 1,700 RBIs, only 17 stolen bases. <laughs> I'm shocked it's that high. Um, and an on-base percentage of 380. I saw a ludicrous stat that if you would have turned every single one of Barry Bonds, Barry Bonds' home home runs into strikeouts, uh, he would still have a higher on-base percentage than Dave Ortiz. Holy shit! <laughs> Um, all right, so that, that brings us to the crux of the issue here. I, I don't want to waste a lot of time. If you are sticking baseball writers of Associ- baseball writers Association of America, if you're sticking with the guys that steroids is keeping people out of the hall, David Ortiz was on a list of 100 players in 2003 who popped positive for steroids. Are we turning this, the Hall of Fame into a likability center now where anybody who's liked gets in the Hall of Fame? Whereas Alex Rodriguez doesn't get in? Kurt Schilling doesn't get in because he talked bad about baseball. Oh, no, he had an opinion. Roger Clemens doesn't get in because he was a notorious asshole. And yet you have a Hall of Fame filled with womanizers and drunks and probably wife beaters that we didn't even hear about. And Barry Bonds, a player that before he was even associated with steroids, was arguably a borderline Hall of Famer. Listen to that stat that I told you again. If every single one of his home runs was turned into an out, he would still have a higher on-base percentage than David Ortiz. It is asinine. It is ridiculous to me. That in the first year, his David Ortiz should be in the Hall of Fame. That's not a question that we're debating here. Of In this year, there's no way David Ortiz should be in the Hall of Fame. 
First year on the ballot, no. Based on the people that they you just named that were still on the ballot, I don't know. Like Todd Helton should be in before David Ortiz. Right. <laughs> Todd Yo, Helton, by the way, career 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 wins above replacement, sixty one point eight. Two, 762 uh, just, home runs. Barry Bonds wins above replacement. Jermaine, would you like to take a guess what it is? Yes. Barry Bonds career above 132. 162.7. Roger Clemens, ah. 139.2. Alex Rodriguez, 117.5. Damn. That, I knew that wins above replacement. Uh, 162.7 is better than 98.8% of people in the Hall of Fame. If you can go, you can go down the list with David Ortiz, and I know wins above replacement is not the catch-all statistic, but of the people on the ballot this year, I'm going to name some players that have a higher wins above replacement than David Ortiz. Are you ready? We already named Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Alex Rodriguez, Scott Rowland, Kurt Schilling, Todd Helton, Andrew Jones, Gary Sheffield, Jeff Kent, Manny Ramirez, Sammy Sosa, Andy Pettit, Bobby Abreu, Mark Burley, uh, Tim Hudson, who did not make it this year, who is who got less than five percent, is now voted off. All those players have a better wins above replacement than Dave Ortiz. Uh, I also I think the wins above replacement is the best stat in baseball. I, well, I'm, I'm saying it's not a catch-all statistic, but it's a pretty damning statistic that the one guy you let in. How many players did I name? Eight, and a guy no. that didn't even that is not even making it. A guy that isn't even going to be on the Hall of Fame ballot next year in Tim Hudson has more wins above replacement than the guy you voted in first year on the ballot. Yeah, I think you had. I think it was double digits. I think that was. Well, I mean, I can count. I can count right. Bonds, Clemens, Roland, Schilling, Helton, Jones, Sheffield. Rodriguez, Kent, Manny Ramirez, uh, Sosa, Pettit, Bobby Abreu, Hudson, Burley, and Tim Hudson. 16. 16 more. 16 more. 16 more than than David Ortiz. And they're (laughs) – bro, that's that's insane. Uh, oh my goodness! I'm so I look. This is what pre-show, ladies and gentlemen. Nick was like, put put the baseball Hall of Fame on there, and I was sitting in my new comfy respawn 900 gaming chair, and I was like, are we sure we want to talk about that? Because it's the same story every time. And Nick was like, I don't have much to say. <laughs> and here we are. I don't. I mean, and Nick still I, not like he can't get it. He just doesn't understand. I don't have much. I don't have much to say because it's 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 just it's it's asinine. What what do what do players have to do now? You can't play. Okay, so you can't. Here's here's my argument. Right, my argument is pre nineteen ninety five baseball was king in America. Yes or yes. Yeah, like the NFL was cool, basketball was cool, hockey was not even a thing, really. Like it. Do- it- Baseball dominated the entire century. The 20th century was baseball's. It was in it was baseball, boxing, and like horse racing. <laughs> like right. Those were the three right. top sports 
of the 20th century. There was a switch, you know, turn of the century, the new millennium. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you exactly where the switch was. It was 1994 when baseball had their strike. Strike, yeah. And baseball ratings dropped precipitously from 1994 until 1998 when a jacked up Mark, a juiced up Mark McGuire and a juiced up Sammy Sosa started hitting balls into the stratosphere. And they saved the game of baseball. And then Barry Bonds came along in the early 2000s and continued that trend and did better than both of them at saving baseball. Because you, you, th- this was a guy who got intentionally walked with the bases loaded in the World Series because they <laughs> didn't want to face him. It's my best. That's my favorite Barry Bonds story. And he's not in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Dude, they gave up a run in the World Series instead of pitching to that guy. Like, <laughs> it's it's incredible. It really is. Oh my goodness! Never, I don't. I would. I, I would. I, you know, what? I'm going to come out and say it. Never has a player been so magnanimous in the game of baseball than Barry Bonds. You could not pitch to him. We talk about Otani, and he's good, and we talk about Mike Trout, and he's in a in another galaxy. Barry, like, if Mike Trout is out of this solar system. Barry Bonds is the Hubble telescope looking back at Mike Trout. He is in some other universe that we haven't even discovered yet as baseball fans. And yet he is not enshrined. Nevada said this to me. The only Hall of Fame worse than the Baseball Hall of Fame might be the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And and I and I don't know. I think I think I I think it'd be an even money bet right now. <laughs> I know, dude. The BBWA has it has the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame beat, bro. They're top five terrorist organization in the world. They hold us hostage every year just so they can put us put this put this put some sort of. I I don't I don't know what view it is. I t- so look, I respect top five, but we're gonna have to amend this because it has to be tied with a series of other organizations. Are you ready? Tell me if you agree or disagree. FIFA, UEFA, the FIFA, IOC, yes. FIFA, <laughs> UEFA, NCAA. Right. So, look, sp- top, number five sp- terrorist organization in the world are four-letter are four-letter uh, sports acronyms. Because If you have four letters, that's one too many. <laughs> Right. I, well, okay. I, I'll say they're basically the number one domestic terrorist organization. <laughs> yeah. And they're top okay. ten internationally. I'm I'm done. I, let's let's move on to happier things. All right. So now that we have Nick's mind cleared, uh, he got to say his piece. We can move on to what? the actual podcast. Uh, shout out Barry Bonds. You're a legend. But we're gonna go ahead and move on. You're the greatest player ever, by the way. <laughs> uh, today's podcast, uh, pop culture pick'em, as I like to call it, will be top five favorite comedies. Or sorry, not favorite. Com- well, yeah, favorite comedies because it's all subjective. So the randomizer turned out Jermaine, Eric, Nick. So Nick has the turn. I'll go ahead and kick it off. 
with I'm my all I'm picking all Will Smith movies just to piss off Eric. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for the Will Fr- the Will Smith reference to drop today. So I, I'm I am uh, kicking it off with my favorite comedy of all time, and you guys can come at me all you want; it doesn't matter. But it's Wedding Crashers. You son of a bitch. God damn it, dude. That wasn't even my number one pick. I knew this was going to happen, bro. I'm not giving the painting back, Todd. It was a gift. Fuck. Woo! I'm just going to try to I'm just going to try to say one line from every one of your movies. <laughs> and that'll just wow. be my commentary. Oh, I already saw I already wrecked Eric's list. Eric's list is already is <laughs> Look at him, ladies and gentlemen. You can't see him, but he's in. He's flustered. He's, <laughs> he's flustered. Flustered. You motorboated like, her, what, didn't what you? The, you motorboated the, son of a bitch. What are the chances that me and you have the same favorite comedy of all time? Pretty high. <laughs> no, they're not. Did you see the list of comedies we have? I have a list of like 30 movies. <sighs> wasn't on my list, actually. Should have been. I wasn't saying that. I was like, a, It wasn't on my list. I just didn't think of it. Oh, I was like, damn. You, I was movie, like, though. you didn't. Oh, yeah. It's a great movie. Yeah. For those of you uh, who can't see me at home, I'm currently recording with the with the eye of Agamato on. Uh, so I'm gonna go ahead and activate that because I just Eric wishes Eric wishes he could rewind this and give himself the first pick. He's look, he's he's not even ready to make the second pick. Eric, you gotta make your pick filling, now. We're filibustering right now. It's just like uh, I just got my heart ripped out, man. Fuck. <laughs> All right, I'm torn between two movies, but to run the risk of one of you bastards taking this, I'm I'm gonna have to go with Tropic Thunder. Oh, that's high. That's a good good pick, though. I have that on my list. But that's high. That's good. Yeah, it's good. It's a great pick. <laughs> I'm just I'm I'm just a dude playing a dude disguised as another dude. Dude, so I, I feel. I, it feels like in my room right now. I feel like the Sixers Stadium when Kawhi hit that game seven shot. Dude, just all the energy in this room just died. <laughs> wow, it's weird because in my room right now, it feels like Tyreek Maxey hitting that game-winning layup as the, oh. as, the, as the time went off. Shout out today. <laughs> if you weren't watching the Sixers-Grizzlies game, great game, went to overtime, a lot of bullshit. But uh, Sixers ended up winning without Embiid, so that's a big deal. All right, so we've got first pick, Wedding Crashers, then we have Tropic Thunder. On to Nick with his last pick first round and the turn. It's gonna have to be Dumb and Dumber with my with my first pick of the first round. Okay, solid choice. Everyone loved Dumb and Dumber when it was came out. Uh, that might that, jeez, that might be the only '90s movie pick. Oh, just wait. Just well, wait. I think yeah, I, I think it is the I think it is the only '90s movie. Uh, because I think I, I because I'll, I'll just go back to back with this. To to it's like drafting like an offensive lineman and then an offensive lineman. It's probably a bad pick, but I'm going to go Ace Ventura with my second pick. Oh, we got a Jim Carrey Homer here. That's the, so oddly enough, uh, neither of those two are my favorite Jim Carrey movie. Uh, are you a cable guy? <laughs> no, liar, liar. The pen is royal. <laughs> liar, liar is <laughs> hysterical. The right. elevator scene with the la- <laughs> with the girl who just moved into the building. Right. Oh. Judge, can I get a recess? Why? Because <laughs> I can't lie. 
What does it look like, Gary? I'm kicking my own ass. My own ass. <laughs> so my favorite, I, I don't know if this is bloopers or if it actually happened in the court scene, but he crumbles up the piece of paper and then holds it like this and it's like, it's a goose. <laughs> he shoots the paper up, dog. I don't know why that gets me every single time. Uh, but we'll go ahead and move on. We're <laughs> Nick and I are selectively filibustering because Eric is right. still not recovered. Eric is just making the... these sounds. Eric is just like, oh. Bro, oh. I can't. Eric, I don't... got a rally, dude. We got like 40 minutes oh. left. You can't I let know, this. No, man. What do coaches always say? Don't let the first quarter impact the fourth quarter. There, there is no fourth quarter for me at this point. Anyway, yeah. uh, am I up? You are. Yes, you've been up. <laughs> am I up? What gear is it? All right. Um... Man, I'm going to have to go with, uh, for my second pick, I'm going to have to take Super Troopers. Ooh, that's a good pick. That's a good pick. I was, uh, Eric's, Eric's so razzled. He's like, ah, uh, Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was funny when those people got ate. <laughs> no, honestly, I, honestly, I wasn't even quiet because of, of that that pick. I've moved on from that. I, I, I know I have a habit of saying dumb shit on this podcast because I was about to, you know, I was about to say I don't really, I don't really like Jim Carrey that much. I was trying to think of his movies, and like the only movie I like is like The Truman Show and The Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Why did you? Okay, if you would have just stopped, if you were just stopped and said I don't like Jim Carrey, I would have said, all right, there's some people who just don't like his brand of comedy. But to say that his your favorite movie is his is The Truman Show. Well, let me. The reason I like The Truman Show and Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind is because I don't feel like those are comedies. Like there's some funny parts to it, but they're more like serious roles. That's why I like them. I don't know. I don't I, like them. I, I agree with him. I wouldn't consider them comedies. I agree they're not comedies, but I also agreed. I also disagreed that they're Jim Carrey's best movies. Oh, for sure. Oh. I mean, the people that love them know, but in my opinion, I just I just don't like Jim Carrey's comedies. I don't know. I just I don't know. It's... Let me ask you this: Did you like Bruce Almighty? Uh, not really. Evan, wait, yeah, Bruce Almighty. Thank you. Jesus. Not really. Evan Almighty was on your head. Yeah, Evan Almighty made my list. Yeah. Uh, did you like uh, Yes Man? Never seen it. Okay, I thought so. I thought I thought you would like those two, but yeah. anyways, you don't like Jim Carrey. That's perfectly fine. If the molehill won't come to Terrence, Terrence will go to the molehill. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I could probably quote every one of these movies, and I'm loving it. So Eric, Eric took uh, Super Troopers just right meow. So I'm gonna go ahead and take <laughs> license go and registration, and... chicken fucker. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and take dodgeball, Damn. a tr- a true underdog story. Great pick. Nobody makes me bleed my own blood. Uh, that's I love that movie. I can watch it over and over again. I mean, cut... so we got back to back Jim Carrey, and we got back to back Vince Vaughn. Oh, I guess. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, usually, actually, I like those those two movies. Uh, no, Vince Vaughn's hysterical in Lady Crashers. I think he is my favorite part. Uh, in in Dodgeball, um, it's it's his supporting cast that cracked me up in Dodgeball, yeah. dude. There's a, like, there's a guy on our team named Steve the Pirate. <laughs> yeah, Steve, he dressed like a pirate. I'd remember if anyone on our team dressed like a pirate. Minus Patches O'Houlihan gets crushed by the luck of the Irish right. side. 
And the bald dude is like, well, that's ironic. <laughs> Dip, duck, dive. What did oh. say? Dip, dick, dup, dick, dup, dive. I can't even say it. It's dodge. Oh, I don't remember. I don't. So that's yeah. the one I don't remember. That's the quote I don't remember. Uh, so those are. Those are two of my favorite movies. And then uh, Nick mentioned this pre-show, and I was so scared he was going to pick this because this is one of my all-time favorite movies. I'm going to go ahead and take Role Models. Great movie. Uh, dude, I love Role Models. It, when, I, when I tell people, you my PIC, and they don't get that joke, it fucking bothers me. If you white, you Ben Affleck. Oh, that's a great line. <laughs> oh, dude. Bro, She's like, tell me. You, you can't bullshit a bullshitter. <laughs> Tell me Sean William Scott and Paul Rudd isn't like the the duo that we never expected that or that we you know that we didn't know we needed. That they're, they're just perfect together in that movie. I I agree. It's <laughs> it's a great combo. All right, so Eric has Eric has bounced back, so he's ready for his third pick. So um I'm going to have to go with Man, there's so many movies on here, man. But I think I'm going to go with uh... – this is tough, dude. I'm going to go with the other guys. I, I told you. Oh, great fucking pick. What What, what did you pick, Eric? The other guys, Mark Wahlberg and uh, Will Ferrell. Did they really say aim for the bushes? <laughs> <laughs> God. When, dude, Will Ferrell's dynamic with Ava Mendez in yeah. that movie is – is it's the single greatest part of that movie. It, it's so fun. I can't even explain how funny that part Stop is. making me come out here. She's saying <laughs> things I don't want to repeat. <laughs> fucking Dirty Mike and the boys. Right. <laughs> oh, fucking your Prius. Love Dirty Mike and the boys. <laughs> Did you know America when you hit the gas pedal? <laughs> Uh, what did he call the music he puts on? Nobody, Captain, nobody says creep, creep, creep like that if you're not quoting TLC. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what music he puts on. Oh, dude, I just remember he's fucking great. All right, all right. Let's move on, Nick. Uh, this is your uh, third, and you have the turn as well. All right. I don't. I don't know if it's going to be a good. I don't know if it's going to if it's going to win people over. But I love this movie, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Great movie. What a movie choice, bro. Who knew For, making making puppets could be a comedy, bro? For, forgetting Sarah Marshall, because it also gave us Get Him to the Greek. So that's like my three and three, because three, three A and like sub paragraph. That's what makes Sarah Marshall so good. But I mean, just the, the, you got Paul Rudd as the surfboard instructor. You get Russell Brand as the English, as really the character that he was born to play, which is just an <laughs> English pop star dickhead. Christian Bell's in it. I mean, I, Mila Kunis, I like. There's, there's not much. He makes the Dracula musical at the end. Duh. Hey, J- Jason, C- Jason Siegel did not miss <laughs> yeah. that movie. And if I see Van Helsing, I swear to the Lord, I will slay him. When he, dude, that I wish that musical was real. The Dracula rock opera, bro. So, 
Jason Siegel probably did that because he loves uh, the Muppets so much. That's right. why he probably did that whole because he loves the Muppets. He probably grew right. up on that shit. Oh, and man. I have to, because of my love, this is kind of a culmination of all my love for British comedy, culminating in my favorite British comedy of all time, which is Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead? I actually, the like, Dead. I actually like Hot Fuzz more. See, now that's the debate. I love Hot Fuzz, but Shaun of the Dead came first for me. I get it. I get it. No, I'm not saying Shaun of the Dead's bad. I just saying hot, I like Hot, hot Fuzz. Fuzz hot Fuzz is hilarious though. When they're running around and they're shooting everyone in the village <laughs> yeah. in Hot Fuzz, bro. Right. They ride in on the it's horse. Like, it's like nuns are coming out, right. farmers are coming out, and they're all fighting them. I'm like, what is happening right now? <laughs> right. Shot I mean, Shaun of the Dead is great. It's it's kinda like the it's kinda like the the debut. The first debut of, uh, or the first debut. Good job, Nick. Way to learn English. The debut of Simon Pegg and Nick Frost together. I know they'd done different movies, but that was like the first time American audiences had seen them. I, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got to have to watch Shaun of the Dead again. All right, uh, that was an awkward, awkward pause. <laughs> <laughs> Feel free to talk, guys. <laughs> so I'm, just, I'm, I'm just stuck here. I got Eric is still I'm, stunned from round one. No, I'm just. I know I have. I'm picked next, but like I have like 45 movies on this list, and I, I'm gonna pick one, and then you, I'm gonna. You guys are gonna pick one, and I'm gonna regret it. So fuck it. I'm just gonna go with Pineapple Express with my next pick. That's a good pick. I was. I seen you. That. I I thought about picking that, but I decided not to pick that. I seen you in the window of that house. Oh man, Pineapple Express. <laughs> I think I think that movie resonates with me just because you know it was like 2008, graduated high school, just started you know experimenting with uh you know you know marijuana. You say it. And uh, I was like, and I that was, movie. I was like, I was like, Eric, just come out and say it. You were smoking a lot of pot. Like, save yourself the trouble. He left it. He left it blank so long. I almost said dick. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, the, yeah, Eric. Like, we knew what you meant, but you like gave the politician answer enough that like you were gonna like you're gonna be like, um, you know, when you leave high school and you get to that like that freshman year of college stage, it's you experiment a lot with. Some stuff that the reefer. <laughs> oh, it's marijuana. I, well, I'll just come out and say, dude. You, I don't know if this is real or not because I haven't seen it. Is have you guys seen a movie called Reefer Madness? Yeah. Oh, I is seen that it, but I know the, it the one that came out in the '30s or something? Right. Yeah, I heard it's yeah. apparently really funny. <laughs> yeah, it was like, but it's defined. It's defined like a generation. 100% there was laws passed. <laughs> the fine laws. Eric, when did Reefer Madness come out? Can you look at that? Uh, look 1936. That Dog, for, for 70 years, it, defined, it defined domestic policy. Yeah, that's that's hysterical. Eric, tell me this. Is it on any streaming service? Uh, it is on Prime, Amazon Prime. For free or I got to pay free? for it? Uh, no, I believe you have to pay for it. Whoa, that is the ah, biggest scam of all time. That then it's not on Amazon Prime. <laughs> I, I, I'm just going to read this description to you guys. Cautionary Tale features a fictionalized take on the use of marijuana. A trio of drug dealers lead innocent teenagers to become addicted to reefer cigarettes by holding wild parties with jazz music. 
with jazz music. <laughs> and then there's a remake of it, apparently, um, 65 years later. So the 90s, they remade Reaper Madness? Maybe that's the one I'm thinking of. Dude, I don't, like, what What about that sounds bad? Like, that movie just sounds like a standard, like, <laughs> my standard day junior year of high school. That sounds like a good fucking time. Like, repl- <laughs> replace, like replace jazz with Kanye West, and, like, <laughs> that's a pretty standard weekend for old high, for junior, for junior year high school Nick. Bro, when ja- I love how they attributed jazz music to smoking marijuana. Like they they villainized an entire genre. A group of, of drug dealers lures a gang of high school kids with reefer cigarettes, cigarettes, and jazz music. And parents back then were like, "Ah, <laughs> not, not jazz." jazz. <laughs> Eric, when did that? When did the remake come out? Eric, we can't hear you, bro. You know, Eric, okay. Eric, Eric's got the <laughs> reaper madness. <laughs> Yo. I got the jazz in the background. He's been, He's been listening to too much Nat King Cole. <laughs> uh, sorry, I was reading reviews of the original 1936 movie. Man, there's so many Karens on here. smoking reefer, so. <laughs> if you're worried about what it can do to your kids, folks, it's literally just make them read articles. It makes you crave oatmeal cream pies. It's right. war- warning. Warning. Right. If you have any little Debbie snacks, they will be <laughs> they, demolished. They will be eaten. Eric, when was the 90s remake? 2002. I, I said it when I was muted. Sorry. When was the 90s remake? 2002. <laughs> yeah. That's like the best. Reaper's back again. <laughs> what does Stephen A say? Put down the weed. <laughs> Put down... The weed. <laughs> like Stephen oh. A will be waking and baking. <laughs> yeah, he's, with his takes, he's got to be high. Uh, who's in that? It's 2002. We got to know somebody in that. Let me see here. Let me pull it up on IMDb. Someone needs to tweet at Seth Rogen that him and his boys need to remake Reefer Madness. I mean, it was that was Sausage Fest, right? <laughs> No, <laughs> Sausage Fest was hysterical. <laughs> Yo, that should be on this list. Sausage Fest was so funny. No, oh, so it's ac- it's actually not a remake. Um, they restored it and made it in color, but they put it back in movie theaters for some reason. That's weird. That's funny, but think about it. Think about like Jonah Hill. About the jazz, Eric. Jonah Hill, Seth Rogen. You know, Dirty Mike and the Boys, Michael, that, Michael, Sarah, the Canadian kid who I can never remember his name from How to Train Your Dragon, the skinny kid from She's yeah. Out of My League, <laughs> right? And Goon, the brother of the gay <laughs> brother from Goon. Eric, what's his name, please? Uh, Jay something. Jay Jay Baruchel. Baruchel. I yeah, got, that's it. Yeah, it's a Canadian Jewish name, so I don't know. That, how are you right. speaking? Oh. Are you talking about John Berenthal? He's the punisher. No, no, it's Eric. Jay Bar- Baruchel. Baruchel. <laughs> Guys, guys, so, I didn't I didn't hit the reefer before the show. What's what's his name? Craig from Hot Time Time Machine. Oh, Craig, Craig Robinson. Oh, Craig Robinson. Craig yeah. Robinson. Craig Robinson. Hey, put him in it. Hell, put the bald guy from Ballers and Hot Tub Time Machine in it. 
So time out, time out. You just want to make the cast of This Is the End, but a reefer movie. Yes, exactly. That's exactly what I was picturing. Just yeah, just read. How funny would that movie be? But and they have, have to be serious. And, Pineapple and, Express. And it ha- no, dude, it's not Pineapple <laughs> Express. Dude, Craig Robinson as a jazz musician would be fucking amazing. And, and thank you. And then you have three drug dealers, right? You have Seth Rogen. Fucking put Paul Rudd in there as one of the drug dealers. James and Dave Frank are in it. Obviously, and, and then you have, and then you have one uh, like a cameo, and it's it's Adam Sandler from the Hot Chick, and he's like, "Well, you, a lot of people don't know this, but you can put your weed in there." <laughs> That'd be pretty good, actually. I'm telling you, that, that movie's a hit if you make it. Yeah, well, but what if the kids? What if the kids these days start smoking reefer? Jermaine? Oh yeah, what if? <laughs> Yeah, a real Marvel's what if. <laughs> you said, have you thought of the public fallout if your movie gets kids to smoke reefer? No, the public is getting kids <laughs> to smoke reefer because they're fucking going crazy. <laughs> All right, so that's that's long enough. We're on my pick. So, um, man, there there is a lot of good movies here, and I want to pick them all, and I'm not going to be able to. So all that, I my honorable mention list is absolutely bananas, <laughs> but um, I'm gonna go ahead and take Zombieland. Great movie. Oh, I'm taking Zombieland. Uh, I really love that movie. It's a shame the second one wasn't as good, but I like the second one too. Uh, it just wasn't the same. And then, shit. Alright, I'm taking I'm taking it back. I'm take I'm taking Zombieland back. I'm taking Zombieland off the table. It is available for pick. Uh it's no, I'm no longer taking Zombieland. I'm taking the big Lebowski. Son of a bitch. Oh, guys hitting threes in Eric's bedroom again. How did you wait this long? I didn't even know you had seen the Big Lebowski. I talk about this shit in the movie with my friends all the time and nobody ever gets it. Like I'm done. I mean great pick. <laughs> Kudos I've, on the pick, but I've seen the Big Lebowski. John Goodman. John Goodman, can we just talk about is a very underrated actor. Greatest actor yes. of all time. <laughs> Yo, we got Captain Hot Take Eric on the podcast, bro. He's always just saying shit. Don't we should never have given him a microphone. This is our fault, ladies and gentlemen. So I'll take the Big Lebowski. And I really want to take this like. I forget what year it came out. I think it was 80s, maybe the 70s, because it's a great fucking movie. But I'm not going to. I'm going to take ah, this. This is my last pick. Yep. Can we can we go to 10 and just scrap the rest of the podcast? Nope. <laughs> nope. Uh, all right. All right. All right. All right. I'll make a pick. I'll take. I was going to take. All right, I'll tell you which one I was going to take it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't want to ruin it for you guys, but I'll take Robin Hood Men in Tights. Oh, great movie. I was going to take Kingpin. The, bowl- the bowling movie? Yeah. I don't know. Isn't Big Lebowski kind of a bowling movie? Yeah. Yeah, that kind of corners the market on bowling comedy. <laughs> I can only have room for one bowling comedy in my life. I mean, isn't isn't one of the most famous lines from the Big Lebowski like uh, uh, "Smokey, this isn't Vietnam, this is bowling"? 
<laughs> oh, dude, I might have to watch Big Lebowski again. What streaming service is that on? It used to be on Netflix. I'll have to check again. <laughs> okay, Eric, your pick. All right, so I'm t- I'm torn between a whole bunch of movies, but because my man hasn't graced my list yet, I'm going to have to go with – there's two I want to pick. Can I do a tie between two movies? Same actor? Nope. nope. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, man, which one's funnier? Fuck. Uh, Eric's whole list is 2000s or more recent. Uh... I guess Happy Gilmore. I wasn't going to go Billy Madison, but I'll go Happy Gilmore. The price is wrong, Bob. Good pick. That's a, that's a, that that is thinking about that. That's a really hard pick. Which one? Did, only, which one? Which one would you take, Nick? Happy Gilmore. Only three hundred sixty-four days till hockey season. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I told I, you. I told you. There is not a comedy on y'all's list that you can't name that I can't have a one-liner from. Uh, I had I had a section with all just Adam Sandler movies, man. I mean, Little Nicky. I'll take I'll take a crack at that Kung Fu Hustle. Ooh. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, isn't there the part in? Oh no, wait. I'm I'm is Kung Kung Fu Hustle is not the one with uh, where he has the tongue, right? Where he has the face on his tongue. I thought that was it, wasn't it? <laughs> if that's if that's it, <laughs> if, if, if that's it, I mean the only thing I can think of is that <laughs> is where he's doing his kung fu thing, and he's got his tongue out, and he's just going, ooh, ooh. Yeah, it has to be, it has to be that one. That's not a line though. You just no, made a noise. <laughs> All right, I'll give you I'll give you a shot at redemption. Fanboy, fanboys. Oh mm, no. All right, you get. All right, you call my bluff. All right. Hold on, hold on. Redemption story. Basketball. <laughs> oh man, there's a scene when they're in the driveway, and I'm trying to think of the line from that. <laughs> I've never actually seen that movie. Oh my god, that's one of my all-time favorite movies, dude. You should. No, nah, okay, it. yeah, yeah. All right, all right. That was that was very bold of me. Good call. Good call. <laughs> I thought you would for sure get basketball. Damn, three stumpers in a row. Yeah, yeah stump the Schwabi didn't go too well with that. <laughs> Bro, talk about an awesome show that needs to come back. Oh yeah. Bro, talk about got- a talk, talk no, not a show. Or a, not not a, like a movie or a, like a, a remake. Just make basketball into a sport. Oh yes, <laughs> yes. I see this, dude. We should move to the same city eventually, and we should create a basketball league. Well, DC's out. D- it's yeah, too cold. I, I, <laughs> you have been dying. <laughs> I've been dying, dude. <laughs> and I'm in an intramural soccer league as well. I know, but it's just ridiculously dumb. Every time you tell me you're doing that, I'm like, this is the dumbest thing I ever heard. I can't move my hand for like 30 minutes after. <laughs> Dude, that sounds They're terrible. just frozen. They're just frozen. That doesn't sound pleasant. All right. All right. So what So what were your two, Jermaine? 45 minutes into the podcast. <laughs> no, it's your fifth pick. Let's, let's wrap this up. It's your fifth pick. Is it mine or is it Eric's? Uh, you're, you're up next. Last pick he, of, the, of the... He just took Happy uh, Gilmore. Oh, right. I'm gonna this it hurts me and I'm gonna have to list a bunch of honorable mentions. 
but a forty-year-old virgin, dude. God. That that's yeah. that's a great one. You're putting why, the pussy on a pedestal. Why are you mad, Eric? You could have picked that one. <laughs> yeah, Eric, you've got no picks left. No, no, no. That was like a that was like a great pick sign. Like not like. No, oh, I thought you were mad. Well, great, well, well, Eric, you want to know how great pick size sound? Oh man, great pick. You were like, you went, ah! <laughs> you were ready to fight him, bro. Like, uh, you know, I was excited, dude. Noises just came out. I don't know what to tell you. Dude. All right, all right. <laughs> so, but that's reefer said. madness. All right, so my five: Dumb and Dumber, Shaun of the Dead, Ace Ventura, Forty Year Old Virgin, and Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Uh, uh, not in that order, but uh, not in that order. No. I had a uh, Tropic Thunder, Super Troopers, the other guys, Pineapple Express, and Happy Gilmore. I and had. <laughs> I had the list at one again because I fucked Eric up. Uh, Wedding Crashers, number one. Dodgeball, number two. Role Models, number three. The Big Lebowski, number four. And Robin Hood, Men in Tights, number five. Yeah. Uh, I knew Robin Hood, Men in Tights wasn't going to get picked, but that's such an underrated movie. Like, if you're listening and haven't seen that movie, you should go watch it. Right. Uh, along that same vein. Some honorable mentions, Princess Bride, History of the World, uh, Young Frankenstein. Those are all Young Frank. Oh, man. I can't believe I didn't even think of that. Uh, I'll I'll, I'll say a couple of mine. Honorable mentions. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Epic. Borat, Blazing Saddles. Do you not like Borat? No, Blazing Saddles. Yeah, we went over this in pre-show. Yeah, Borat's funny. Yeah. Blazing Saddles. Why do you hate movies that were good at the time they were made? No. By the I, way, I, folks, we've had a text conversation over the last couple of days. Eric does not like the original Star Wars. Because okay. he says it doesn't hold up now. Of course it doesn't hold up in 2021, Eric. I didn't. Listen, it's just not for me, man. I just don't like it. I think it's basic. And that's, uh, but that's not how you went after it. That's not. You went after an entire community of fans. <laughs> and like with a blowtorch. You were like, yo, this movie, Jermaine, back me up. Was <laughs> like, yo, Star Wars sucks. People, yeah, what was it? It's not a good story. It's not a good Bro, story. It's literally the story. Empire Strikes Back is the first movie where the bad guys win. Like, it ends. Luke Skywalker lost a hand. Han Solo's frozen. Princess Leia's running with the dude who ratted her out. They're on the ship ratted. Chewbacca's captured. C-3PO's torn apart. Like, the fucking good guys got wrecked, bro. Yeah. You want to tell you want to talk about Quentin Tarantino in pre-show. <laughs> yeah. 1982, people were getting murked. <laughs> You're welcome, Tarantino. That's where you I've got altered the, the deal. Idea. Pray I don't alter it anymore. <laughs> so they actually wrote a comic about that uh, just recently, and it was the War of the Bounty Hunters, and it was all about Boba Fett trying to get the. Uh... Oh, I forgot what is what is that? What is Han Solo in that when he's frozen? Call it. I, I forgot what. Carbonite, there we go. So he's frozen in carbonite, right? And they steal Han Solo from Boba Fett, and Boba Fett is just wrecking bounty hunters trying to trying to get it back because that's his bounty. And Jabba the Hutt, because Boba Fett got double crossed, he put out a hit on Boba Fett because he thought Boba Fett, he was just like, You understand, I didn't want to look weak. So he put a hit out on Boba Fett and Boba Fett threatened Jabba the Hutt when he finally delivered the package. He's just like, Look here, motherfucker, I don't appreciate it. Give me my money. 
I don't appreciate it. <laughs> it was really tight. Um, like that yeah. George Washington thing I sent you today. <laughs> Gonna be hard to tax me with a musket ball in your ass. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, this podcast is off the rails. Jesus. Combined with Nick, Nick's rant and the pop culture pick'em, we could have gone twenty deep, easy, and we would have had no duplicates. It would have been a lot of Eric screaming because we would have picked his movies. Right. <laughs> So we're going to go ahead and move into the topic that we said we'd discuss. Uh, we'll scrap NBA All-Stars. Or do you still want to do the starters? I mean, we can go over it, but. Uh, yeah, we'll go over the starters. What is, when is the All-Star game, by the way? What is? When. <laughs> when. <laughs> I was just like. I'm um... not getting like existential here. What is life? Jermaine, what is life? I was like, what a big brain question to hit me with. What is NBA All-Star Game? Hey, Reefer Madness, can you look that up? February 18th through the 20th is the weekend. That's the All-Star Game? Jesus Christ, Eric. Now the game. We have basically months to go over these All-Star starters. That was was Jermaine's pick. Eric. They they, they just get mad at Jermaine. It jeopardizes this whole operation. The starters were just announced on Thursday, right? That's why right, you guys about. tell me to write. And we were gonna, we were the whole point was we were gonna pick who we thought should make the reserve squad. We would throw out a few names we should, think should make the reserve squad, but we're gonna go on and scrap that. Do you, Eric? Can you look up when reserves are gonna be announced? Hopefully, it's not yeah. this Thursday. It's 100% gonna be this Thursday. Yeah, it's one hundred percent gonna be this Thursday. The simulation just changed the date. <laughs> um so the reserves will be announced it's chosen by coaches and players and i think media help pick on that i'm not don't quote me on it but we're gonna go ahead and scrap that we'll go ahead and move into the championship games that happen this weekend um so the reserves will be announced the third <clears throat> yeah so this thursday mm-hmm. <laughs> He said it like we had time. (laughs) He was like the third. (laughs) He got me, dude. I was like, wait, wait, wait. That's this Thursday. Yeah, hold on. (laughs) What? All right, let's get into the championship games. We have time at the end to talk about All-Stars. We will. (laughs) Eric, fuck my brain up. (laughs) Right, so so we started with uh, 3 p.m. game. The uh, Kansas City, or sorry, the Cincinnati Bengals, the AFC Championship game. Cincinnati Bengals traveling into Arrowhead to play the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City's fifth straight AFC Championship game, correct? Fourth. Fourth straight. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Cincinnati managed to uh, pull it off, even though... Joe Burrow, I, the the Cincinnati offensive line seems to practice what I what I think was uh, created by the Carolina Panthers offensive line, the swinging gate technique uh, for blocking. But on, the Chiefs only got one sack on Joe Burrow. Chiefs obviously leading this game twenty one to three at one point. The Bengals managed to score. It's twenty one ten at halftime. The Bengals managed to come up. Uh, Harrison Bucker makes a big time kick again to send the game into overtime. The Chiefs' only points of the second half, three points. Uh, Cincinnati picks off Patrick Mahomes, 
and then drives down, kicks a field goal to win. Evan McPherson is an assassin. Joe Burrow is an, is an assassin. Thank God Patrick Mahomes isn't in another Super Bowl. Thoughts? <clears throat> Silence. Dang, Eric, you couldn't bail me out there and say something? You just let it Bro. sit there? That's great. Bro. You know, I apologize. I, I'm just, I, I'm the third wheel here. So I just jump in uh, from time to time. To read the room. <laughs> so, so since, so, so since Eric seems, so since Eric seems to have caught his tongue, uh, the largest blown leads in Chiefs uh, history, the 18 point lead that they blew to the Kansas City Chiefs was the second largest in a playoff game. In 2014, oh, they blew. Hold on. hold on, you what? just said a weird sentence. Okay. So you said the the biggest blown leads in Chiefs history, and right? Then you said, largest blown leads, and then you said in two. Then they then you said they blew an 18 point lead to the Chiefs. Sorry. Two, well, we know we know I don't talk, and, and my brain is already rattled by this MOB rant. The largest blown <laughs> leads, the largest blown leads in Chiefs history. This blown lead against the Bengals. It's tied for the third largest all time okay. in Chiefs history. Okay. It's the second uh, blown lead in the playoffs. The second largest blown lead in playoff history. Behind, behind, so this is for behind, just Chiefs, just Chiefs, or the just every? just Chiefs, right? Okay. The Chiefs in 2014 blew a 28 point lead uh, to, to the, the uh, Colts. Oh no, that's not the. Who did the Titans come back on when Mariota? Chiefs in 2018. <laughs> yes, the Chiefs. <laughs> a pattern here. I'm seeing a trend. <laughs> right. Also of note in this game, Evan McPherson has now made the second most field goals in a single postseason. He's made 12 field goals in a postseason. He trails Adam Vinatieri by two field goals. Adam Vinatieri in 2006 with the Indianapolis Colts. Dang. <clears throat> That's crazy. Yeah. So I actually wanted to ask you guys this because uh, everybody's giving so much love to Joey B here. Um, do you, can you guys name the six quarterbacks that have made it to the Super Bowl in their second year? Tom Brady. Roethlisberger. Mm-hmm. John Elway. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. Dan Marino. Not. Yes. Second year quarterbacks. Six have gone, four have won. Uh, Kaepernick? Helps. Yep. Okay. Joe Flacco didn't go in his second year, did he? Mm-mm. So you guys have said Dan Marino, Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger, Colin Kaepernick. There's two more. And there's th- – oh, no. Crap. Joe Namath? Nope. Is it, okay. Is these are way back in the day, or they've been recent? Uh, recent. Well, one's back in the day, and one's recent. Mm, are no. we Joe Burrow? No. Well, yes, now, but he'll be set. <laughs> yeah, the obvious choice. <laughs> I was like, I was like, are we, are we getting, are we getting that? It's I mean, not just giving to you guys. It's not, know. it's not, it's not Troy Aikman, is it? No, 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 no. Okay. Fuck no. You said Elway was not one of them? No, sir. Steve Young? Nope. Ooh. Oh, Aaron Rodgers? Nope. Joe Montana? He, oh, like he, he didn't even start. <laughs> yeah. Joe, no. Joe Montana? 
Yeah, we're not going to give it to us. Just give Russell it. Wilson and Kurt Warner. Oh, God, we knew that answer. Oh, I was never going to get Russell Wilson. I would have got no. Kurt Warner, though. Yeah. Dang. Well, for Col- Colin and Dan lost their Super Bowls. Yeah, stupid Dan Marino. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me ask you this. Dan Marino in today's NFL – uh, absolutely shatters records. Yes or yes? Oh my god! <laughs> he throws for seven thousand yards in a season. Pretty you, sure. You you imagine if you know those games where Joe Burrow ends up throwing fifty or Herbert ends up throwing fifty times? You imagine Dan Marino today's game? Dan Marino was like Dan Marino was doing that when people were allowed to murder quarterbacks. They didn't like. Wasn't he like the first quarterback? Like, or wasn't that like the first offense where they were like a sort of a pass first offense in NFL history? Well, no, because you can say Bill Walsh with the Niners. Oh, okay, yeah, true. But no, yeah, I mean, he was like. Go ahead. No, I was, I was going to say yeah. I mean, D- Dan Marino is is the modern is the modern quarterback. Yeah, I mean, he look he pioneered. Dan Marino set the the expectation of what the quarterback was. It was no longer the boomer Esiasins or the, or the Phil Sims or, you know, the quarterbacks of yesteryear. Uh, Dan Marino was who you wanted and that's who you went out and got. So, but now that we've been, did, wait, did he ever win a Super Bowl? No, right. No. So Dan Marino's famous for well, okay. Dan Marino's famous for being really good at football. <laughs> like, but Dan Marino, one of the things he's known for is he famously said, in after he lost the Super Bowl, he's like, "It's all right, we'll be back here." And then he never made it back to the Super Bowl. Sucks to suck. Yeah. So he like I forget the exact wording of the quote, but every, everyone like he basically said it was easy to get to the Super Bowl because he made it in his second year, which is like, uh, and then lost and never made it back. <laughs> and was a great quarterback, which has and to just like was, grind oh. his geared. All right, I'm gonna read this quote. Uh, this was just the beginning. We'll be here the next three, four, five years. I'll be back. Go. <laughs> oh, takes that didn't age well. So this, you know, that's what, that, so it's so funny. Our generation has grown up watching Tom Brady play in 10 Super Bowls, right? Yawn. 1-7. One, one he actually has more Super Bowls as an individual than any other franchise has alone. So Tom Brady has kind of set the standard of what we expect, but we don't realize like how very little quarterbacks have multiple championships and head coaches have multiple championships. Cause now there's this narrative, right? Like Donovan McNabb went to five NFC championships. Doesn't have a super bowl. Like Drew Brees was a tremendous quarterback has made it to one Super Bowl, one, one Super Bowl. Brett Favre has one Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers has one Super Bowl. Like it is really difficult to make it yeah. to the Super Bowl and win a Super Bowl. This and, list is crazy, man. Read, and, listen to this. Go ahead. 
No, I was just saying in our generation, because we we have this unrealistic skew. Like Andy Reid has taken the Eagles to four straight champ, uh, championship games, and now the well, I, this is for the stat. He's taken two different teams to four championships games. Like the only coach in history to do that. Andy Reid has one Super Bowl win. Yeah. Like, listen to this. Andy Reid has been to nine championship games. Five NFC, four AFC. I could be missing one, maybe. He has one Super Bowl. Like, that's fucking insane. Like, and and now, like, there's a narrative that Aaron Rodgers isn't a good quarterback. He's not that good because he chokes. Uh, <clears throat> Drew Brees is not a good quarterback. Uh, Sean Payton's not a good head coach. Like, these are the narratives coming out now. People are actually writing articles. There's some knucklehead at barstools comparing Mike McCarthy to Sean Payton and saying Sean Payton's not a very good head coach. It's insane. And people are regurgitating this information in these takes. And it's like, are you watching football? Sean Payton led one of the most dynamic, powerful offenses the NFL has ever seen. As a head coach, he leads for points per game as an offense. And that was with him completely changing his offensive philosophy to run first in Drew Brees' later half of his career. But for some reason, it's this – they can't fathom that it's so hard to get it because they've never done it. It's insane. Like, you know how how much we're taking Aaron Donald for granted right now? The the man has been to seven first time all pros, which is what Nick and I consider to be important. We always have this conversation that Pro Bowls don't mean shit, but all pros mean something. Seven straight. He's if he makes a all pro next year, he ties the record for eight. If he makes it again in two years, he sets the record at nine. We're witnessing one of the most singular dominant players of all time, and nobody talks about it. Like, it's nuts to to put into like in the two players who have made seven team, seven time, first team All Pros because there's a second team as well. The two players in the last twenty five years, Ray Lewis and Aaron Donald. It's. I mean, I, I, I agree with you. I'm not going to sit here and disagree with you. It's the Mike Trout effect that we always talk about. Exactly. It's like Aaron Rodgers has to be good enough to make it to that many championship games. Yeah, he but lost. But he loses like an idiot. He lost. Exactly. Teams lose. The Carolina Panthers w- lost one game in the regular season, made it to the Super Bowl, lost. The New England Patriots, Tom Brady's most single dominant season, didn't lose a single game, made it to the Super Bowl, lost. Like Ran into can, the nine and seven New York Giants. Can can you not understand? It's difficult to win in football. It's insanely hard. And people just they don't have context. They don't pay attention to the X's and O's. They don't pay attention to a dumbass coach picking a tight end to block Aaron Donald coming off the edge or Vaughn Miller. 
Like they don't pay attention to that, but they'll listen to some knucklehead at Barstool who can put some clever stats together and say, oh, this dude's bad, this dude's bad, this dude's bad. It's insane. It's insane. The same people will sit here and tell you Terry Bradshaw's a good quarterback. (laughs) He's four Super Bowls. What a a great transition there, Jermaine, because the evening game, the NFC Championship, featured those two guys that Jermaine just mentioned, Vaughn Miller and Aaron Donald, playing for the Los Angeles Rams. Los Angeles, obviously, the San Francisco 49ers, traveled into Los Angeles to play the Rams in the – what Jermaine and I from opposite ends of the United States titled, Who Wants to Lose This Game More? Coach Bowl. <laughs> Sean versus Kyle. Who's ready to lose more? It, it turns out that Sean McVay is uh, a better coach or is a worse coach at losing than Kyle Shanahan is. <laughs> which is which is ironic because – Sean McVay hadn't – we talked about this the week before. Sean McVay hadn't beat Kyle Shanahan since 2018. And remember this. God, Sean McVay knows how to lose himself a football game. <laughs> he knows. He, he definitely knows. knows. He definitely knows. Oh, so the Rams uh, – Matt Stafford finally finally gets to the promise. Is this, is this the Super Bowl we wanted? Burrow yes. against Stafford. This Absolutely. is the Super Bowl we wanted. Right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, another funny thing that I saw was now that Stafford, so the Rams beat the 49ers 20 to 17. Now that Matt Stafford is in the Super Bowl and Eminem is performing at the Super Bowl halftime show, is this the closest that the Detroit Lions will ever get to the Super Bowl? <laughs> I saw that post. And that's so. <laughs> It, it pains my soul because the answer is absolutely yes. Absolutely yes. <laughs> Look, the closest that the minute get. the Detroit Lions puts together a very good football team, I will be rooting for them. Right. <laughs> I, I root America so, will be rooting for them. I root so hard for the Browns, which is the AFC Lions, and I root so hard for the Lions, which is the NFC Browns, because like those fans deserve it. This brings up the point in the, for the Cincinnati Bengals. There's this grandpa who has a GoFundMe. He's 87 year old, 87 years old, who went to the first Cincinnati Bengals Super Bowl. And so they started a GoFundMe to get this grandpa who's been through it all to suck. They talk about how he was there at the 2015 uh, playoff game, uh, was bawling when the Bengals lost that game. Like, you know how much you have to care to be crying like that, to just be openly bawling in a like that in an arena like that. Yes. Like, did you cry? I, did you did you cry when the Cubs won? Behind closed doors. Oh, are, but because you, you weren't in the arena. Yeah, exactly. That's if, what I'm saying. If I'm in the stadium when the Carolina Panthers win a Super Bowl or the Colorado Rockies win a World Series, I don't care who's around. I could be surrounded by Hell's Angels who are like, if you cry, I'm going to beat this nut out of you. I'm like, all right, you're going to have to kill me then because I'm <laughs> crying. Like big, like big wet lady tears. Like I'm blubbering. Yeah, but that's because it's the Rockies and the Panthers, you know? <laughs> but he's gone through the same thing. No, yeah, I agree. I, I agree. Like, this dude's been a Bengals fan since inception. God, yeah. <laughs> it's like, 
We always joke around about that dude's never sent a text. Never, he, wait, up until this year, never sent a text about his Bengals winning a playoff game. Like you, you have to root for that at this point. I will say this: I love that Matt Stafford and OBJ are playing in a Super Bowl. Right. So if they win, I won't be upset as much as I hate the Rams. I won't be upset because everyone know everyone who's ever talked to me for the last decade knows how much I've batted for Matt Stafford. I've been a Matt Stafford truther for the last decade. So for Matt Stafford to be in the Super Bowl, I almost feel vindicated. I don't want him to win. though. It really is coming up the year of Georgia. <laughs> it really is. It the really Braves is. Winning the World Series, UGA winning the championship, and now Matt Stafford getting to the Super Bowl. The old here's bulldog insane, himself. Here's an insane stat. Obviously, Cooper Cup had a had an awesome game. 11 catches for 142 yards and two touchdowns. Shocker. There are six wide receivers who have scored more fantasy points using a point per reception in a conference championship game than he has. So if you take those stats... Cooper Cup had 37 points, 37 fantasy points, right? Do you know who the what the best fantasy performance in a conference championship game was? From a wide receiver? Yes, from a wide receiver. Can I ask if it was AFC or NFC? It was uh, NFC. Oh, my God. I think I know this. This is close to home, Eric. And not, and not in a good way. <laughs> oh. <laughs> dude, it was – the dude had – it was like 16 catches, two touchdowns, and like 160 yards. So, I will say, Julio Jones is, is two of the six. So, I guess, <laughs> I guess there's only five. Julio Jones takes two places. 2013 Atlanta – Against San Francisco, he had 11 catches for 182 yards and two touchdowns. That's third on the list. In a loss. In a loss. In 2017 Atlanta against Green Bay, he had nine catches for 180 yards and two touchdowns. That's sixth, or that's fifth on the list. In the NFC, was it a loss? Did he perform in a loss? Uh, that I don't know. Oh. I would have to look it up. Man, that's tough. Too much time has gone by. So the number two number two guy, Michael Irvin in 1995, uh, Dallas at San Francisco, 12 catches, 192 yards, and two touchdowns. The number one most fantasy points, Larry Fitzgerald, 2009, against Philadelphia, nine catches, 152 yards, and three touchdowns. Damn, yeah, Larry Fitzgerald was so good. I wanted him to go to the Patriots for the longest time. Just because, like, he was wasting away in Arizona with fucking Drew Stanton. <laughs> like, John Skelton. John Skelton. John bro. David Booty. <laughs> bro, they had a who's who of should not be quarterbacks. Bro, of, of quarterback coaches in the NFL. <laughs> oh, man. But you imagine Larry Fitzgerald with Tom Brady. Or Larry Fitzgerald with, I don't know, Russell Wilson. Is, is that or... the most – Disappointing player to never win a Super Bowl, or disappointing that that player never won a Super Bowl. No, Dan Marino. We already talked about it. 
Yeah, I mean, Dan, Dan Marino, <laughs> he's literally the pioneer right now. Right. Of uh, on this on the, a shocker on this list, by the way, 2017. Let me see. I want to. I want to. I want to see if you guys can guess guess this guy. 2017, New England, Pittsburgh at New England. He's a New England player. Oh no way, Brandon Lloyd. Nope. Was it? Was it? What? Uh, was it Eric Dan- Decker. Nope. Wes Walker. Ha- oh, nope. it's it's Danny Amendola. Nope. Was it was it was it Kenny Britt? No, but you named three you named three white or white New England wide receivers. Keep going, keep pulling that thread. Gronk? It's a it's a nope. white boy wide it's receiver. A, it's a wide receiver, Eric. Oh, is it Julian Edwards? Oh. David Tyree? No, David Tyree is what? <laughs> I'm just saying names at this point, hoping it hits. Eric, New England white wide receiver. Are you like? Matthews, are you serious? Did you almost say Matthew Stafford? Chris Hogan. Chris Hogan. There we go. He wow. Googled, new... he, he Googled that shit. That's insane that the Patriots have that many white wide receivers. I know we make the joke. <laughs> no, there's some. That's why it. we make the joke. There's truth in it, bro. So, oh. so Super Bowl. It's the the Super Bowl. It's going to be played oh, two Sundays from now. I want to talk about something oh. real quick. So, uh, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I did mean to cut you off. Aaron Donald, did you see what he did from the leadership side during that game? Mm-mm. So they were down 17-7, and Aaron Donald calls his defense over, and he starts talking to him, and he's like, you know, he's like, we're not losing this game. I was just like, I've done everything, but the only thing I don't have is a Super Bowl. And that's what we're going to go get. I'm telling you, like, if you can find this this fucking little pump-up speech that Aaron Donald gave, I was fucking rock hard when I heard it, bro. Ready to run. You're like, I'm ready to play on d <laughs> I'm like, yo, the game is over, but put me in. <laughs> I was so hyped. I, I, look. I cannot sit here and gush enough about Aaron Donald. <laughs> and we all know, once I get a crush on someone, I'm going to spotlight them all the time. Shout out every offensive lineman to ever play. <laughs> like, Except for Richie Incognito. Uh, <laughs> dude, with Richie Incognito. The shame is he's actually a good offensive lineman. Richie Incognito. This, pot, this, is a, this is a, at least I'll say, a 33% Richie Incognito hating podcast. <laughs> This is a bully-free zone. <laughs> hilarious. The story that happened hilarious when guys get in car crashes every single day and somebody's comparing, calling, like, like talking about bullying. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it, honestly, I am shocked it doesn't happen more. Right. <laughs> uh, Richie Incognito, what a turd. That's funny as fuck. I just, I just realized... I looked at the private chat. Oh, it's you both times, Nick. I thought you and Eric both had to grab your chargers. No. <laughs> All right. So uh, you want to go ahead and walk us through the Super Bowl, Nick? Uh, yeah, as best I can right now. Uh, so obviously this will be the second year in a row that uh, basically a team plays a home game. Right, The Rams will be at SoFi Stadium. Um the obviously the the 
Buccaneers were at home last year. Um, the Rams opened as four-point favorites in this game. Uh, the over-under, I believe, opened up at 49.5. Can you confirm that, Eric? The Super Bowl over over under opened up at forty nine and a half. I believe so. Is Eric yeah, still with us? Yeah, I'm pulling up Bavada right. I, I kind of I kind of like that over. Uh, so right now it's at forty eight and a half. So let me see if I can pull up what it opened at. Well, okay, so it's forty eight and a half right now. Uh, I, I, are we not hammering the like? Are we not hammering the Bengals at this point? Yeah, the you're only right, you're right not to, The only reason I would say not to hammer the Bengals at the at that four points and the money line is because Aaron Donald and Von Miller. Yeah, that offensive line. Because I mean the offensive line is awful. But are they gonna make that big of an impact? Because like I said, the Chiefs seem to be getting to Burrow every single play, and the Bengals still won. I mean, he got sacked nine times, and they beat the Titans. <laughs> right. So, obviously, it's not that big of a deal. Bro. I don't, how, know, how like, this, I don't know how this is not a pick em game. I, I think if Bengals are getting four points, give me the field over a field goal all day. I think it's going to be that close. Or closer, it could be twenty eight, twenty seven for all we know. Right, like, it's going to be a really close game. I the like Bengals plus four. I like the over. I like Bengals plus four. I like Bengals money line. Yeah, that's all great. But yeah, we're gonna do Super Bowl in depth next week. We're gonna come over props. We're gonna pick props to give you. Uh, one of our favorite props on this podcast is um, how long national anthem will go. Yeah. Uh, Minute col- 15. Color of the Gatorade. Right, blue. And <laughs> I, I was thinking blue too, dude. <laughs> I was thinking blue. <laughs> you remember the dude who recorded the national anthem last year? He's literally stood right. outside listening to the practice, timed it. <laughs> right. Shout out that guy. <laughs> we need more, we yeah, need he more made people. Him, he made him change the lines. Yeah. He fucked with Vegas so hard they changed the line. Right. I remember that. That was so great. We need more people like that. Uh, but, yeah, we'll get into that in depth. Um, I cut Eric off when I was going with my rant, so hopefully he still has this up. Uh, can you tell us the list of quarterbacks who have more than one Super Bowl? Yes. Um, so I actually wanted to talk about that because when you look at this, when you find out this list, it really shows you how great Tom is. So there's 12 quarterbacks that have multiple Super Bowls. Eight have two. One has three, two have four, Tom has seven, and been to ten. So I'll start. Uh, it goes Bart Starr, two, Bob Greasy, two, Jim Blunkett, Plunkett, two. God damn it. John Elway, two. We're not going to get – you said Blunkett. <laughs> you said Jim you were going, Blunkett. You were going for Jim Blumpkin. I know what you were going for. <laughs> My God, he wants oh, to smoke so bad. He said, "Blunt kid, <laughs> dude." I'm or you want to do everything, or you want to do something else? That's why you said, "Blumpkin." <laughs> uh, all right, so Jim Plunkett to John Elway to Big Ben to Peyton to Eli to, and then Troy had three, Terry and Joe had four, and Tom has seven. That's insane. This is what I'm t- like. 
people base the whole thing like winning a Super Bowl once is amazing. <laughs> like I think about it, like it's so hard. It is so hard. Like if you look at this list, like realistically, like we were we were alive for Troy, but we've seen Ben, Peyton, Eli, and Tom. Out of twelve, only four have actually been pretty recent. So I saw a stat, and it was like the last eighteen Super Bowls, I believe it was, or it was last twenty. Uh, I would have to double check, but of the last eighteen Super Bowls, they they either had Tom Brady. Big Ben, Peyton Manning, uh, was it was Eli Manning, and the 49ers. Like the like the the Super Bowls had one of those. I don't know if it was Eli. It was another person. Russell Wilson, maybe. I mean, he's been at two. Yeah, because Russell Wilson beat the Panthers. Huh. No, no. Beat the Broncos. Broncos, Broncos beat. I forgot who. I forgot. I forgot. The last eighteen Super Bowls have contained either Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, or the San Francisco 49ers. Oh, so I had the four. I thought it was five. Uh, So that was the four. Like that's how crazy. Like that's how crazy Tom Brady's a Tom Brady's dominance is. But that's how crazy like it, it is to get to a Super Bowl. It. The t- like the team who's gonna who were good this year are gonna be bad next year. It happens all the time. Nick and I say it constantly. Coin flip league. That is why the the Jets end up beating the Titans. <laughs> like you know what I mean. Like you see it happen all the time. All right. Last question before we wrap it up. Unless you have a question, Eric. Well, I was just gonna ask. Um, between I mean, I guess you shouldn't include Pat because he already has one. But Pat, Josh Allen, Joey B, and Justin Herbert. Since everybody seems to unanimously agree those are the, the future of the league, which one of those guys has the potential? To, which one of those guys is most likely to get multiple Super Bowls? Watch this. Watch this. All of them. <laughs> I hate sick. this question. Which which quarterback has the potential to be really good? All of them. They're all really good. But what Jermaine has just been ranting about is who knows? Dan Marino is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. He got to the Super Bowl in his second year. Who knows? Who knows if Joey B doesn't get there ever again? Right? It's possible. That, it's that, possible. That's the thing. That's the thing. Everyone's so quick to 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 just crown Joe Joe Burrow. He's, um, he's obviously guy. he's been phenomenal. But I crowned in, him week four. In week four, we crowned him Hall we of Famer. Him Hall of Famer. We crowned him a Hall of Famer. That was the best like, pick of all time. Like so, now he's in the Super Bowl. So obviously, we knew what we were talking about. Right. But like. He could go Dan Marino's route. He could lose this Super Bowl and never make it back, and you wouldn't be surprised. Any one of those quarterbacks you just named, Eric, if I was able to look 20 years in the future and you said any one of them has four Super Bowls, I would go, okay, I could see it. If you uh, were to go, hey, all of them have like have not have, didn't win a Super Bowl again, I'd go, okay, I could see it. No, I, I, totally, I totally respect that. I was just wondering who you guys personally think because – that kind of, I mean, I know it's a team sport, but I, the fact that Josh Allen, again, didn't go is just mind-blowing to me. I, I think that as much as we like to bag on them, the decisions that the Kansas City Chiefs have made in roster management has cemented them as the wall that every other AFC quarterback has to get over. So I would say Patrick, like if I'm a, if I'm a betting man, which I'm not, right? <laughs> I don't bet. It's a sin. 
right? And I don't do it with the security clearance because that's wrong. That's immoral. <laughs> the the Chiefs have established themselves as the wall that everybody else has to get over every single year. I mean, how what 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 did we talk about in Week Eight? We were like, Kansas City is awful. They're terrible. And guess what? They're still in the AFC Championship, pushing a game into overtime. Yeah, they lost, but they lost to a hot Bengals team that's playing with house money. They're going to be there. They lost last year in the Super Bowl to a hot Buccaneers team that's playing with that Tom Brady finally had three wide receivers that are that could easily go down as Hall of Fame wide receivers, but right now are all pro wide receivers. Chris Sorry, let's pump the brakes. <laughs> but are all pro wide receivers? They're all yes. pros. Yes, yes, right. yes, yes, yes. Before that, they 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 go to the Super Bowl and they demolish. Kansas City is the team to beat every single year. They're the new Tom Brady, New England Patriots. Well, and here's here's what's blowing my mind. Kansas City's defense last year was a big question mark, and then midway through the season, Steve Spagnola changed his philosophy. And he said, you know what? We're going to play balls out defense. If you guys score, don't worry. My offense is going to come right back and answer. That changed the philosophy. And that's why the Chiefs ended up in the Super Bowl. Uh, and Steve, Steve Spagnola started drinking again. That's why. And, and Steve Spagnola this year changed that defense around middle of the season again. Here's what I don't understand. For some reason, all these coaching vacancies keep opening up and Steve Spagnola doesn't get hired. And Eric Bieniemy doesn't get hired. Why do the Broncos not hire him? Oh, I that's but remind me to ask you my question right after this. Okay, and then then the GM stays there. Like they traded away, cut, traded Pro Bowl left tackles, right tackles, guards. They got they blew up the whole line. Drafted two rookie starters. Traded for Joe Tooney. Was it Tooney? Signed Joe Tooney, traded. Uh, anyways, completely new five, I believe. I think one holdover. And then that offensive line was no longer a weakness. Yeah. The, the problem with this team, Travis Kelsey got old. Travis Kelsey is doing something that old tight ends do not do. Travis Kelsey is in uncharted waters. That's how fucking good he is. Right. Look at tight ends in the in their history. They hit a wall like running backs. It's right? just at like 33. <laughs> yeah, it, and Travis Kelsey is way beyond like he's way beyond it and and he you saw him take a slowdown. And there Miko Hardman maybe not bust is the word. Didn't turn in who they wanted to be. They don't have a second option and Patrick Mahomes has what we've always called Patrick Mahomes tendencies. He refuses to allow a play to 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 equal negative yards. And that's showed up again in the AFC Championship, and he threw two interceptions and blew a what was it, twenty-one-three lead. It's insane. That should never happen. Patrick Mahomes said that should never happen. The coaching staff should never have let it happen, and somehow it happened. So, Patrick Mahomes is obviously the choice, though. What was your question, Nick? All right. So the Denver Broncos obviously hired former Packers. OC Nathaniel Hackett. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers was on that call, correct? The Broncos do not hire Hackett without 
Aaron Rodgers' name at least being mentioned that he has it that they have a chance of getting him. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Eric, Eric, Eric Biamini, you've seen him for years. He's a he's a University of Colorado graduate, a hero at that school. And he's a black, young black offensive coordinator that has been terrorizing you guys for years. He should have been the head coach hire right off the bat. Yeah. Because not only hire, you go. Not only do you get a great offensive mind and head coach, which is what that team needs because their defense is already good. But you take him away from the Kansas City Chiefs. Right. It's like addition by subtraction. Right. Which means Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams have to have been mentioned in that meeting. Both? Both. They just signed their entire wide receiving core. I don't care. Tim Patrick, get lost. Cortland Sutton, pound sand. <laughs> yeah, so Nathaniel Hackett's been the offensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers for since 2019. I don't Aaron really so- you You are naive if you think that Aaron Rodgers' name did not come up in that press conference. Or not in that press conference, but in that meeting. Uh, to me, if he doesn't stay with Green Bay, the, the Broncos are the favorite for Aaron Rodgers. As much as I want him to go to the Saints, but Sean Payton leaving kind of torpedoed that whole thing. <clears throat> what is that face for, Eric? You have a microphone. No, I was just this random potato just popped up in the. <laughs> My sweet potato. Sweet potato. <laughs> well, he did. Um, I forgot what my question was uh, that I was going to talk about earlier, but I think that's it, right? We have nothing else. None for me. Uh, so we'll end with that. Eric, you got anything? Uh, no. All right. So we'll end it with Brian Flores to the Saints. You heard it here first. <laughs> I swear to God. All right. All right. I got a fucking rant, right? Again, <laughs> I swear to God. If I have to deal with another up-and-coming good coach in the fucking NFC South, when I've gotten rid of Tom Brady, I've gotten rid of Drew Brees, I've gotten I'm about to I got rid of Julio Jones, I got rid of of Sean Payton, and then you sign Brian Forrest and are probably going to bring in Deshaun Watson too. I'm done. I'm done. You know what, Jermaine? You said that if they hire who is that? If you said that if the Saints hire Doug Peterson, Doug, Doug Peterson. Peterson your your fall sat your fall Sundays are open. You know what? If Brian Flores and Deshaun Watson go to the Saints, and Matt Rule is still the head coach, and Sam Darnold is still the starting quarterback, I I am I I don't know. I'm done. I'm I'm done with the Carolina Panthers for 2022. I love how he didn't want to take that bold stand of Brian just at Brian Flores. He had to add caveats. Oh no no you know no you know what super, uh, you know what super likely. no you know what no. I'll add Brian Flores. If Brian Flores is the coach of the Saints, I'm just gonna I'm gonna game cast Carolina Panthers games. If they sign Deshaun Watson, I'm openly not watching. In, <laughs> in defiance, Jermaine just Jermaine just put out his time stone. I'm sick of this crap. Can you Nick- give me like can you give me like just a little bit where you have a coach who isn't targeting my quarterback for money? <laughs> Or you're not signing our old players and turning them into better players. Or you're not signing the premier head coach and the premier quarterback. Can you just give me a goddamn break for once? 
because Nick is going to need this time stone in September when he's watching yeah, Packers games to go back and to Brian Flores is the head no, coach No, I need a Saints. time stone to go back to 2015 to slap Cam Newton upside the head and say, dive on a fumble. Your shoulder's going to be fucked anyway. <laughs> Here's All right, so uh, Nick mentioned it. We didn't really talk about it. Is Tom Brady retiring? I don't think he is. I don't think he's gone. Okay. So he said uh, on his podcast or on a podcast, I'm not sure if it's his or not, but he's, what is he, what did he say? He's day, it, it changes every, every day. So like he is retired. He's not retired every day is what he's saying. So, okay. Follow-up question. If Tom Brady retires, does Bruce Arians retire? No. Uh, I don't know Maybe. if he retires this year, but I don't know if he has that much time left. So does he do what Sean Payton does? He does one year without Tom and then retires. I think, I think he that- does one year just to just to try to see what he can do. I mean, okay. Jameis Winston had to put a lot of gray hairs on that man's head. Okay. Follow-up question. If Tom Brady retires, <laughs> is who's the best quarterback in the NFC South? <laughs> Matt Ryan? Oh, what a stumper. Both of you fucking shoulders slumped. Like, oh. Byron Leftwich? Byron Leftwich, that's funny. <laughs> that's great, dude. That's good. <laughs> okay. I mean, maybe Tyson Hill, like, like Taysom Hill. All right, so follow-up question. Is it Kyle Trask who played one year backing up Tom Brady? I mean, that we don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's how scary the NFC South is. Look, if Tom Brady retires, the NFC South is the new NFC East. Don't say is, it. Is it. Is it East? Yeah, East. With yeah. Cowboys, right? well, well, like I told you, I think, I think Jimmy G goes there. If if Tom retires, so you're saying if Tom Brady retires, the San Francisco 49ers trade Jimmy Garoppolo to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Uh, yes, because everything that the Jimmy said, everything that the organization has said, seems like they're moving their part in ways. Well, yeah, they were. They traded three yeah. first round picks for Trey right. Lance, and right. he sat on the bench as they made the NFC Championship. Look, yeah. it, it it's not. Right, I'm not saying that it's the right call. I don't know what the right call is. I haven't seen Trey Lance play, but organizations will often go with the person they've invested the most into. Right, three first round picks is a lot of fucking capital. Like that is, I mean, think about the players who are first round picks, like. That is how many players they traded away to get one player. If they could have won the Super Bowl and Jimmy Garoppolo is gone. I'm not I'm not even just saying it just to say like 100% Jimmy Garoppolo is gone. Now, did I think the Buccaneers were the choice? No, I did not think that's a possibility. If Tom Brady retires, it's a great possibility. I actually thought he would go to Green Bay. That's where Jimmy G goes, or that's where that's, Tom goes. 
That's where Jimmy G goes now. With Tom, <laughs> fuck it, I'm gonna go play in the cold. Tommy, <laughs> listen, Tommy only has one thing left. I know this is like become an internet meme. He needs to go to Jacksonville and win, win with the Jaguars. I know they say like the Jets, but no. He needs to go win with the Jaguars. No, but they need to bring Urban Meyer back. It Just has to, really to be the Lions. He's got to go to the Lions. Man. So that way, so that way we can get Jared Goff traded again. <laughs> so Jared Goff. Goes to <laughs> so much Jared Goff hate, bro. I don't. I look. Jared Goff's. He's not that great, but he's better than a lot of quarterbacks in the league. Like I would happily take Jared Goff right now, not on the contract he has, which is why I always make fun of him. But like a Tom Brady winning with the lions. I don't care. We could have a quarterback win 15 straight Super Bowls. Tom Brady, <laughs> yeah. Tom Brady winning with the lions. That's it, bro. I, dude, the, the Byron Leftwich thing is still popping me because I can't argue that he's not the best quarterback in the <laughs> NFC South. So, like, let's see. Like, we have Taysom Hill recovering from a broken foot, right? He needs two right. surgeries. We have Jameis Winston recovering from a torn ACL. And eye surgery didn't help. <laughs> he was – whoa, he was good. He was – he would have had a good season. He would have. He would have lost like five games, maybe. Okay. So maybe is Jameis Winston the best quarterback? I, I don't know. Let's see what the ACL is. He was. He was. He wasn't better than Matt Ryan when he did. It, when he had a good right. ACL. You have I, you have was, Sam Darnold, who's who's uh, who makes a mess in his pants when he doesn't have Christian McCaffrey. Bro, Sam Darnold. Look. Okay. USC quarterbacks, Notre Dame quarterbacks, not good. Just never draft them. Like, I don't know a single good one. Carson I, Palmer. And that's yeah, and that's that's the t- if that's the tippy top, don't draft them. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that. Right. You're you're more you're more gonna get a Brady Quinn than you are a Carson Palmer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like right. opening a pack of trading cards, and you're like, oh, no hollow energy cards again. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. Bro, that stat I sent you: Tom Brady has more Super Bowl wins than the la- than the four active Notre Dame quarterbacks in the league have wins. They're five and whatever twenty eight. I sent you. What is it? What, yeah. what was it? He's he's won he's won seven out of ten Super Bowls, so he's more likely to complete a uh, to win a Super Bowl than he is to complete a pass. Yeah, yeah that's the stat I said. He was his completion career completion percentage is sixty four percent, and he's ten. He's played twenty one years. He's won ten ten. He's played in ten Super Bowls. He's won seven. <laughs> like this, the fucking stat is. Jeez, wild. man. That's so crazy. More likely to win. That's like the Jordan stat. Right. Oh my goodness. That Jordan stat was wild. Broke my brain. Um man, we we filibustered another 20 minutes into this episode. <laughs> and and we like scrapped the all-star thing. I guess we were just feeling it today. Do we have any other things we want to talk about? I was gonna throw a wrench in the operation and talk about if Aaron Rodgers goes to the AFC what the NFC quarterback situation looks like. Uh, you ever seen a dog go outside and do his business? <laughs> <laughs> Is it Russ? Kyler? Uh, Jalen Hurts? Dad? Listen, the best quarterback in the NFC is weeks one through eight Kyler Murray. 
<laughs> Bro, no lie, dude. That's the, that, that's God mode right there. The best quarterback in the NFC is Kyler Murray with DeAndre Hopkins. Right. <laughs> so I don't know I don't know why you're not saying Matt Stafford. Oh, you know what? No disrespect intended. It is Matt Stafford. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, it's just like yeah. but the rest of it, <laughs> look, if y'all haven't looked at who the quarterbacks are for some of these NFC teams, god damn it's a question mark. Like, the Cowboys may have been right sticking with Dak Prescott because he can win the NFC now if Aaron Rodgers leaves. But it's the Cowboys. They'll, they'll lose. <laughs> the best quarterback in the NFC is Trey Lance. Because he, 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 got, he got a Super Bowl losing. He got a two-time Super Bowl winning, one-time Super Bowl starter losing. And multiple NFC Championship game playing uh, traded. So, yeah, it's Trey Lance. Right. He doesn't even have to be good. He did. He got that dude traded. And then you go look at Jimmy Garoppolo's winning percentage. It's – God, bro. I don't I don't know the slander. On J- I don't get it. He's got that I'm not going to win you a game. I'm just going to manage it type. He's field. the new Alex Smith. Yeah. I know. I, that's That was my comparison. He's the new Alex Smith. God, bro, feel bad for him. Jimmy G's Hopefully. going to the Washington. Uh, no, because if he does that, he's tearing. He's he's, he's gonna his Breaking leg his will leg. get blown up. This he's is the way, Jermaine. <laughs> it is decreed. No, I won't allow it. I will fly to Washington and kidnap Jimmy G before I allow him to play right. on that field. Bro. Jimmy, you can't do this. You can't go on that field. <laughs> Jimmy, I will give you all my money. To quit. <laughs> oh my god, dude, the NFC. And then this is such a bad quarterback class. All right, look, I haven't even done done scouting yet, but from what I hear, it's a bad quarterback class. <laughs> Once well, I start getting into depth and like actually watching stuff, I'll let you know. But okay. Best best quarterback I think in this class is the Cincinnati kid. Maybe I don't think he has like a lot of arm strength, but I think he I think I think he sh- the Pittsburgh Steelers should draft him. Arm strength is overrated. <laughs> arm, arm strength doesn't matter if you panic when the line of scrimmage gets blown up. I tell you what. That was my favorite move as quarterback. <laughs> Hard strike don't matter if you can't hit the running back in the flat. That's right. <laughs> Hard strike don't matter if you can't hit the big 6'3 Puerto Rican running, running in the middle of the field. <laughs> I'll tell you what. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> Jamar down there somewhere. <laughs> Oh man, we had British British uh <laughs> British teammates. They had trampoline chess, bro, because they Fuck. only used their feet for sports. <laughs> it was me and Nick carrying the Brits to victory. Jesus, that was Diego Garcia. First down, throw the ball off a of Brit's chest. Second <laughs> down, throw the ball deep because they're fast as fuck, but they can't catch one bounces off their head. Third down, throw it to Jermaine for a first down. <laughs> Wash, rinse, repeat until you score. Dude, I was a bomb machine, too. You know how many 40-yard completions you and I had? Yeah. 
I don't know why people wouldn't. They just wouldn't guard me. I, I don't know either. It was almost like, really? He's open again? <laughs> or I'm just that good at running routes. We'll just, you would maybe. also just like, you, you would also just like, like, you're just also like six foot three. So like the tiny, the tiny kids, the tiny MAs on the island couldn't really cover you that well. <laughs> there was a few times <laughs> where you would throw it up. There'd be three people around me and I'd come out with the football. <laughs> yeah. It's the best. Oh, dude. Oh, that cracked me up. And it was always, it was that one, um, God, the MA who we couldn't tackle. You remember who I'm talking about? Yeah. Don't, know his, don't remember what his name was, I though. I don't remember his name for the life of me, but he hated playing against me, and I would always talk shit to him. I was like, cover me then. I toe-tapped him, Eric. Two. I two, I two feet toe-tapped him. Like, Santonio Holmes, Nick threw it out the back of the end zone, and I was just like, no! <laughs> it's a great catch. Caught it, toe-tapped, and Nick was just like, That's all right, made me look good. <laughs> he got the stat. <laughs> All right. Well, episode ninety-five has has reached a grinding has reached a, a a grinding halt. Miles after it left the station, or miles miles after the after it blew through the station. You guys it's, got anything else? It started bad. It ended worse. <laughs> follow right. us on it's follow us on Instagram and Twitter at podcast room three zero three. Hope you enjoyed this episode ninety-five of Jim Blunt Kit. Um. We'll see you next time when you come on down and step into the room. I love you.